Smello! <laughs> we stink. Well, it, metaphorically. You just showered. We you metaphorically stink. just took, out a, took, took a shower. Yeah, it's true. I did take a metaphorical shower. Hello and welcome to a Star Trek ship to steer her ship. Bye. Sure. Uh, we are a Star Trek podcast. And my name is Jake. Joining me today are... Chris. James. Caitlin. And Jake. Again. That's too many Jakes. Today we're going to be talking about two episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. Nope. Star Trek Voyager... The next Voyager generation. They should do a Star Trek Voyager: The Next Generation. Oh, with uh, Tom and Bellana's kid or something, and, right? And Naomi Wildman. And where are the salamander babies? I demand salamander babies. They were eaten by space eagles. Damn it! <laughs> but yeah, no. This is just Star Trek Voyager, the original series. And today we're going to be talking about two episodes: The Raven, Ka, Ka. and Scientific. Method. Caw. Exactly. Do ravens caw or is that just crows? Ravens do all kinds of weird ravens things. Ravens say, say never more. Yeah, maybe. That's what it that's is. True. Is that what you were gonna say? I gonna, Sorry. I was going, I was gonna, well, I'm glad you. I'm glad somebody. Joking aside, it. though, Sorry, haven't so. ravens occasionally mimicked human speech, or is oh that a different God. Corvid? <laughs> Corvids are really clever, so Corvid. I'll look that up while Jake summarizes. Do Corvid it. Dallas. There's a war between the morning doves and the blue jays at my bird feeder, and it's been very entertaining. Real dicks, those birds. All right, so, in the, uh, yeah, in the raven. Caw, perhaps. Yep. Or just maybe, hello. Hello, I am a raven. <laughs> Seven of Nine is learning to be more people. Or at least that's what Janeway hopes by taking her into the holodeck to fuck Leonardo da Vinci. But da Vinci isn't there because John Reese davies is expensive. So instead we're just hanging out in his workshop and Seven's like, all this stuff is bullshit and I don't give a shit about it. It's all irrelevant, yada yada yada. Same old, same old. Meanwhile... Voyager needs to get across. This is like this is like the theme of the show, right? The whole show could just be called Voyager needs permission to cross somebody else's space, mm. um, and it turns out that that's what needs to happen. They need to t- cross the Omar, the Omar coming, the Bahut, but her head. I'm trying to make call them butt heads, but also sound like they're things. They were butt heads. Well, they had funky fucking helmets. They had like weird i don't know their weirder costumes were very the, bizarre weirder than the original cardassian head yeah even yeah, worse yeah, yeah much worse i feel like everybody in the delta quadrant looks like they have a dick on their face in one way or another well that's that's berman for you so anywho yeah so the bomar like okay <laughs> you can cross our space but you have to follow this serpentine route and take four months and you can't come within three thousand light years of any of our dicks oh, and uh yeah and while you're in there we're gonna be constantly checking your buttholes for contraband sounds hot yeah no wait <laughs> yeah and tom was like well you had me a butthole but everybody else <laughs> Was like, nah, this ain't this ain't a good idea. But they they're total dicks. Meanwhile, Seven, you know, she, while she's be trying to be more human, she starts like speaking of buttholes. Speaking of buttholes, uh, she starts having like waking dreams, hallucinations, where she sees Borgs coming at her, and she sees a 
a bird, a, like a black weird bird, like a crow, and and like just all this weird stuff happens. And then eventually she just goes, she just goes mental, and steals. Uh, oh, she gains back. She like starts sprouting Borg shit out of her body. She gets her Borg shields back, which I don't know why the doctor took that away because that just seems like something you'd want. Mm-hmm. And then you know she basically pulls a Data and Brothers and just kind of like. Just goes all I thought that too, yeah. catatonic and just steals a, a runabout and leave or a, sh- a shuttle and leaves the ship. Although there were, for a fucking change, a ton of protocol about how to keep her from taking a shuttlecraft. But she, she just none of it blasted. None of it worked. Lock the doors. She blasted through the doors. Why did we put weapons on these shuttles that could be fired in the bay? I don't know. Well, I mean that's why they didn't take her shields away though. Mm. So in case she ever did this shit, I would think that's true. So anyway, she leaves the ship, and meanwhile, the Omar are like, wait, you got a Borg on board? You fucking dicks? All right, deal's off. You ain't coming through our space. Fuck you. We're going to go chase down and kill that Borg that you let loose in our territory. And Janeway's like, oh. So they send Tom and Tuvok after her in a different shuttle, but they have to be all sneaky about it to not tip off the Omar. And uh, they finally tr- they track her down like instantly. It took like no 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 trouble at all. And um, barely an inconvenience. Barely yes. an inconvenience. And they uh, they Tuvok's like, let's beam her out. And Tom's like, I can't beam her out. And he's like, okay, well beam me. And he's like, all right. So Tuvok beams in, and he's all ready to, to blast her. And uh, she's she's just standing behind him, and, and manages. He like tries to pinch her, and then she pulls the old Uno reverse, and she pinches him. <laughs> Puts him down, and then he wakes up a little while later, and he's like, oh, what? Why are you being such a bitch? And she's like, listen, Tuvok, I'm going to assimilate you. Actually, nah, we're friends, but I got to do this Borg shit, because, like, the Borg are calling to me, and I got to go rejoin the collective, so I'm going to go do that real quick, but then I'll let you go so you can tell Janeway, like, thanks for the help and everything, but... I'm going to go be Borg again. So they get to this planet where supposedly there's a Borg ship and they beam down and or land, I guess. I don't know. That shuttle just disappeared. They get down to the bottom of the planet and there is a ship there. And the ship is called the Raven. Hey, we looked at that oh, last week for the, our longevity. The Raven, which I'm to understand is another type of bird similar to a crow. Cool. Um... Janeway's also figured out the Raven thing because it turns out that this ship is the ship that Tuvok's Seven of Nine's mother and father... And Tuvok. And Tuvok all (laughs) left on, and that's the ship that they were on. And it just happened to crash land on this planet. So what was actually happening, it wasn't really Borgs trying to get in touch with her. It was just some automated shit on this ship. And that was a real weird coincidence. Yeah, they kind of left that <laughs> Either way, we are now discovering that this is the ship that she was assimilated on, and she's getting some closure, I guess. And she's like, you know what? Yeah, being a Borg ain't so great, and they really fucked me up and stole my childhood. So, you know what? On second thought... Let's, let's stay human. And Tuvok's like, that's a great idea. High five. They do a high five. Freeze frame. <laughs> you think it's the end of the episode at the freeze frame, but no. Because... Did they jump in the air and freeze? That's did. right. High Good. five. That's the best kind. It was, a, it was, you know, it was a fist pump like at the end of uh, Breakfast Club. Sure, sure. And anyway, the Bomar, because you don't want to forget about them. Oh, them. Oh, I kind of did want to forget about them. They start bombarding... Bombardments. Bombard... That's a hard word. They start blasting the uh, ship from orbit. And... Uh, 
but Tom's there also in orbit in the other shuttle. The first shuttle is totally gone at this point. <laughs> Tom beams him back up, but then he's getting attacked, or somebody's happen, something's happening. Voyagers shows up. They totally breached the line. They're totally violating this piece, people's space. Good. They disable all their ships. Everyone's happy, and that's pretty much it. I know I've gone on about this before, but I, I just arrogant aliens. <laughs> Like, this is just the week of Janeway just kill people. More so next episode. But, like, just just start shooting. Just start. They def- fucking fuck these guys. The Bomar are so, like, just the worst. And it's like, at the end of the day, it becomes apparent very quickly. Like, you know what? Just break off negotiations. It's going to take just as long to get through their space under their conditions as it is to go around. Or, again, just blast right through. I bet your phasers are better. Like, they're... they're Sensor systems are really good, but I bet your weapon systems are better. I bet you could nuke these little fuckers. You could just General Order 24 every planet of theirs you encounter. And today, Chris chooses violence. I really do. I just really. They were so smug. Oh, your translator's not working? I wanted her to grab that one guy by his stupid headpiece and just smash him into a wall a couple of times. Oh, I like that they reminded us that they were using their translators to, to True. stop them. That was True. a good touch. Yeah, but it was, it was like a... <laughs> your translator broken. <laughs> yeah, like it. it oh, I was so sad. I was really hoping when when they ran into seven and nine, she was maybe gonna kill at least one of them. But sadly, no. Oh, he assimilates their whole race. <laughs> or that. Or that. And now I'm imagining that the, the all these people is just Biff <laughs> from Back they, to the Future. They basically are yeah. like an unearned <laughs> self of sense of self importance. Hey, Voyager, make like a Saurian tree and get out of here. Sorry, tree. It's a tree that's also a dinosaur. Yeah. Neat. A tree is sore. On, on a more positive note, though, uh, Neelix continues to be better at people than anyone else. Neelix oh, yeah. does. I totally forgot uh, Seven and Nine has to learn how to poop. Yeah. Yeah. She's and Neelix helps her. Neelix's like, nice all right, one. now push. <laughs> <laughs> but, because, well, you know, because, yeah, like, we had it, like, either last week or two weeks, you know, like, Balana being all tetchy at seven, like she had any control over her actions as a board and things like that. You know, people have been looking at her sideways. Meanwhile, she's Daniela's like, oh yeah, we assimilated a bunch of you guys. That's musculature. And he's just like, okay, we're just going to smile and nod and keep going. I'm going to push on through and I'm still going to be chipper and try to teach you how to eat. Yeah, he's doing great at the whole ambassador thing that he's, you know, been, been tasked with. Yeah, but so, you know what so he's not good, good for him. Him. Cooking? Steaming food. Yeah. Oh, I was so annoyed Fool. at that. Fool, Neelix. Like, I did... <laughs> Chris literally said, that's not that's not steaming, but okay. <laughs> like, and I get it, but just like, who was directing the episode? LeVar Burton! LeVar, oh, come on, LeVar man! LeVar freaking Burton! Well, I didn't notice that. He, th- consider what he thinks an omelet is. I mean, he's all fucking up. Fall, all no, no, that was, that was Riker. I know but who learned did it. From watching, but I'm saying from he learned Riker. by I watching see. Riker. Maybe it's a maybe it's like a, a locate maybe in maybe it's like a steamed ham sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, there Can we I go. See it? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I also got very confused because uh, I definitely was expecting a different episode. <laughs> there is another Raven episode. Yeah, and I realized I looked it up. It's like, oh, that's next season. So yeah, we'll, we're going to see more of the Raven. I'm not spoil more of the Raven. Raisins. This is yeah. This is. <laughs> mm, I would like some. Uh, yeah, this is the the raven that we see that's all 
busted up and yeah. full of Borg homing devices and falling off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, so I really don't follow what happened to the raven, so... Well, we're going to learn more when we revisit this Well, episode, but why didn't they idea. explain at least something I have here. no idea, because I'm sure they didn't think that far ahead. They didn't feel like it. So the Borgs captured the ship somewhere. We don't know where. Yeah, somehow it got into Bomar space, even though the Bomar are giant pricks. You know, 70 years away from where it started. Uh, 60. Uh, whatever. Yeah, that's true. Thanks, Cass. And, uh, yeah, and somehow it ended up there. It's somewhat, like, assimilated, but I mean, it's, there's no it's Borgs. giving off a Borg signal, certainly. Mm. The other thing, too, is, like, while I misremembered what exactly happened, I sort of combined the two episodes in my mind is what it came uh, down okay. to. But, yeah, when you know what the reveal is going to be, it doesn't, eh, it's just not quite as interesting. Like, yeah, sometimes with an episode, even when you know what's going to happen, it can still, like, be really intriguing to watch anyway. But with this one, it's just kind of like... Oh, we're taking a while to get to this. Uh... The reveal being that it's a ship? That it's her family ship okay. and all that stuff. And it's not actually the Borg per se, sort of. You know, so they read they read her Borg diary. Mm-hmm. Borgs keep diaries. In which she kind goes off on Harry Kim an awful lot. <laughs> kind of an invasion of her privacy. To well, be but she's also a criminal. She stole a bunch of shit and hurt people. But she didn't kill anybody. She was no. very careful not to kill people, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you gotta, you gotta get inside the mind of the killer or the, you know, criminal. You gotta think like a Borg. Read their diary. Makes sense. It's just resistance is futile over and over again. It's like that scene in The Shining. Mm. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, but it's like made to look at different paragraphs and different like, you know, um, designs across the page. That's just how her diary is, but it's resistance is futile. And sometimes we are Borg sprinkled in just every yeah. mm-hmm. every hundred pages. Best thing though is she's all about efficiency, so she wouldn't have like the differences. She would just have her over and over very neatly. Just in a sort grid. Of, yeah, like she uses she uses she doesn't use Word because it's too like random. She only uses Notepad mm. because all the oh well it's because it's a courier courier font. Yeah, and and every like letter takes up the same exact amount of space and all that. So. Yeah, yeah. I just think she's just she just writes in like binary or something. Well, they said she did, I think, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. well, she had some kind of code. Yeah. There was a two. <laughs> I think, you know, and this is another instance where, like, for dramatic effect, they have Jane maybe like, huh, a raven. I know what's happening. I know it, exactly what's going on. And then you think everybody else would be like, what, Captain? That's true. She just walks Never off. Never mind. I'll be making a dramatic reveal later. And she, like, twirls her cape and, like, flips it across and, like, throws it back. Um, the bird, though, in her dream didn't look like a raven. I felt like it looked like a hawk. Am I the only one that didn't, was not getting raven vibes from Hawks that bird? Hawks are brown. I know that, but I didn't think that, like, or it was the close-up on the eyes when they were doing the eyes of the bird. I was like, that's not... It was definitely a raven, because the note that I read on Memory Alpha, which is my favorite new note, is that the bird actor was very well behaved. Oh, it's because it was smart. Those ravens are smart. I just felt like the close-up on its eyes didn't strike me as looking like crow or raven eyes. I don't know enough about birds. It's, that's so raven. Jesus fucking Christ. Didn't I Um, make that joke recently? I don't know. I I, I I did, by the way, look it up. Ravens have been known to mimic human speech. What do they say? 
um, uh, resistance is futile. Oh, no! Well, I've shown you that video of that one outside of the pub in oh, yeah. England. It's like, y'all right, love? Y'all right, love? Wow. It just keeps saying, y'all right, y'all right, y'all right, remind I'm me, all though. right. It's great. I, I never I never really noticed before that apparently they, they... I don't know if they do it regularly or just for this one guy, but that one Borg in her dream who, like, did the raven's cry. I don't know what they put in his mouth to turn the whole interior black, but I bet it tasted nasty. Huh. Yeah, they did kind of jump over, like... Janeway figures out, oh, it's going to be a Federation ship because it, because it's the Raven, obviously. Yep. And they skip. So I was able to piece this together myself out of like, wait, how does Janeway understand this? And mm. it's, oh, because she's probably read Janeway. Or she's probably read Seven's file that yeah. the Hansons were in the Raven. This is a thing specific to Seven that Janeway would know. And yeah. the audience does not yet know. Yeah, well, because they did establish she'd read her file earlier on. But yeah. they oh, didn't mention... The name of the ship in the episode, so... But also, it's quite a fucking conclusion to jump to that, oh, she's mentioning ravens in her dream yeah, journal. true. The ship she's looking for must be the ship that is the raven. Well, they knew there's no Borg ships in this area. I mean, it could have been, I mean, it could have been like a Hugh situation. It could have been a crashed mm. scout ship. Who knows? I am looking forward, maybe, to finding out in the future episode what the fuck their parents were doing in the Delta. Oh yeah, they, they are going to talk about and how they got there so quickly. Forget yeah, if, seriously, forget if they what discuss the, that. Tell us your secrets. Because like they they do. I looked at the episode. I thought this was going to be. They they explain it. Okay. 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 As long as it's explained, because if not, for I'll be we'll, writing a strongly worded letter. For now, we'll, con- years we'll ago. continue to assume they're the worst parents in Star Trek. Oh, I mean, that's still true. You guys want to know what the original idea was? Please. Okay, here we go. In the original script, which was called Resurrection, uh, some aliens somehow turn uh, Seven's Borg bits back on, and Seven goes on a killing spree. Oh, dear. Because what they wanted was the last scene. They had this envisioned last scene, which is very fucking Terminator, because it's Seven crawling toward the warp core to go blow it up or something, after Torres has blown Seven's legs off, and Janeway is there doing her typical crossed arms, stop this, Seven. And Seven is saying, please kill me. What? Who came up with this? I don't know. Jesus. It's what a the lot. fuck? I'm guessing Rick Berman did, because that sounds like his kind of weird torture porn that he like, might be what, into. What? How are they going to deal with the fact they've blown her legs off? She's a Borg and can grow new ones. I just, that's a bit dark for Star Trek. It's awesome uh, robot legs. Jiminy Christmas. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, the producers basically said, like, there's nothing character-driven in this story. It's all just because you want this weird Terminator scene at the end. Can we do something that's, like, character-driven? Because we're, you know, we're still developing Seven's character and would like her to catch up to the rest of the crew. She's already about about to surpass the rest of the crew in terms of character development, to be honest. Because the rest of them are still mostly blank slates. Mm. Uh, Harry Kim is bad at women. We knew this. Uh, Tom is good at women. Is he? Is he? I mean... I think he's... Compared to Harry Kim. Compared to Harry Kim, yeah. Kind of yeah, a low bar, one, you know? So. He reeled um, one in. Chicote is a Native American. <laughs> <laughs> Which tribe? Don't ask. The ones that were descended from aliens, evidently. Mm. What else? Who else has got... Oh, Janeway has a dog. And likes, likes coffee, coffee a lot. Yeah, and likes coffee. I mean, like, really likes coffee. Tuvok... Is a Vulcan. <laughs> and did not once drop a young woman from a cliff. 
He could have done that just on his own time. Yeah, we, we don't we don't know that he didn't. He didn't drop that. Yeah, that's true. Enough, that's true. So yeah, so I think we know quite a bit. Oh, the doctor is a hologram. Oh, I was, I was terrible gonna, father. Uh, yeah, a real I gonna, boy. I was going to say really bad at parenting. And Neelix is a cat, sort of. <laughs> and has a really traumatic uh, history. Neelix yeah. the cat. It sounds like Felix the cat. We'll give him a little magical Felix bag. It's perfect. Wonderful, wonderful So cat. I don't know what you're saying. Um, oh, okay. I mean, we definitely know a lot about these characters. Yeah, I feel like I've known them all for a long, long time. Oh, Bellana is angry. Actually, joking aside, we do actually know a fair bit about... Neelix's background. We I do. know, we do. Like, he's he's actually got some new development. We yeah. knew a lot about Kess. Oh, sad. Womp, womp. And Suter. Bro, yeah. I'm so boy. sad. I really loved Kess. I appreciate her now, even more now that she's gone. It's just upsetting. Yeah, I don't blame you. Oh, here's a, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Seven is in a new bodysuit. Yes, it is. brown. The silver one's gone because it was just too fucking constricting on the actress. I guess it still looks bloody it's, constricting. It's still, it's still constricting. The neckline is lower, and there's going to be another one I think we see later. It's eventually a it's blue one. It's back higher again. Uh, they still suck. Yeah, yeah, they're still terrible. I forgot it was replaced that quickly. I mean, she's still got the corsetry under Yeah, you can see it. Which I think is the thing that's the most constricting, but what are you going to do? Well, you could be a human being to your actors, and, well, never mind. It's Rick Berman. (laughs) If her waist were not being constricted, we would have less ogling to do. So, clearly it was important. Yeah, if her boobs weren't defying gravity, how could you tell how big they were? I mean... There were shots in this episode, like when she was in sickbay talking to Janeway, and I was like, it's unnatural. It is, an, it is like, it is Barbie doll proportions. It's actually kind of upsetting. Why did they do this? I mean, I know why, but... You know why. Young Jake knew why. Young Jake definitely knew why. Young Jake knew all too well. But... I gotta say, Did old you balance Jake. balance your checkbook uh, thinking about Seven of Nine quite a bit? Uh, you could say that. You could say that. Yeah. Seven of Nine taught me many, many things. About accounting. Yes. Resistance was futile, Jesus if you know Christ. what I mean. And the chafing. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. I don't know. I really got much else on this one, to be honest. Yeah, it's very, it's fairly simple. I mean, it was a an a plot, a plot, b plot that dovetailed in a way that you know was logical, which you know I I didn't bat an eye at, so that was fine. Yeah, like I said, it really it does it's it does just kind of suffer from knowing what's going on in terms that you knew already that it was going to be her ship. Is it because I told you last week? Oh no, I take the blame for this. No, 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 no. Because I did, I did remember that they would come across the family ship at some point. So I was like, oh, this is that one. It's not the one exactly I thought it was, but I still like, I knew it was causing her to freak out basically. You know what's ridiculous though about this episode is that there was no personal effects. Like I would have expected. Oh, on the Raven. I would have expected her to like find Find a dolly or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Find something that like. Like a crayon drawing she did with a big heart around a Borg face. Or better yet, have Tuvok find it and be Mm -hmm. like, and then he puts it together. Oh. Oh, I will say. I will say. The, the dynamic between Seven and Tuvok is quite nice. Yeah, yeah that was good. They're very interesting together because she's Borg, 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 and he's logic, logic, logic. They're kind and of the, similar. And they fit yeah. in a nice way. Yeah, I feel like, you know, Vulcans, I'm, I'm sure there were Vulcans who have gone, I mean, it might be logical to let them take over. They are kind of better at this than humans. <laughs> 
Yeah. I did love, though, when he got the pinch. I feel like his face was very much like, oh, you know that trick, too? Oh, no. Right before was, he went down. I was wondering, can you Vulcan neck pinch a Borg? I imagine... Or, or maybe. Maybe. Well, she's, maybe a she's people, isn't she? Yeah. It depends yeah. on if that nerve cluster is still uh, there. Yeah, I imagine a fully armored Borg. No. Her case? Probably. Hmm. Again, unless it, it, like, you know, if one of the things they couldn't remove was some sort of plate right over mm. that. Or if it reactivated with all the mm. stuff that was just reactivating in her. Yeah. yeah. You never did get to use the hyperspray. No. I, I presume that then happened off screen between mm. sequences though was the implication if so she did it to, if she did it to herself that would have been a good touch. i was kind of half expecting that when it was there on yeah. the console like schrodinger's uh hypo yeah when she realizes no tubuck i'm not going to assimilate you because we're buddies why would i do that and then she's like wait why wouldn't i do that grab the hypo stick it in her neck <laughs> i'm people after all no scorpions for me it is pretty funny that they would make a big deal about showing us that he had figured it out and then not use it on camera. Uh, it gives the EMH screen time. It's yeah. in his writer. Mm. Cool. The EMH has to save the day at least twice per season. That works. I think he gets way more than that. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's at least, not, you know. Speaking of the EMH saving the day. There we go. Hey! Okay, well, in the next episode after that episode we just uh, talked about, The Raven, the next episode after that is Scientific Method. Scientific Method. And in this episode, I don't really remember how it opened so much, but... Janeway getting a back rub. Oh, yeah, Janeway's getting a massage from the doctor. Huh? It's rough. I don't know why she didn't go to uh, the the holodeck to that, that sexy town where everybody else gets laid. Risa. The Paxaw Resort? Yeah, whatever it is. But no, she had the doctor do it, which I thought was a little strange. Maybe it was a medicinal massage. But anyway, uh, so that's happening. But but she's been real crabby. It turns out she's just ha- she's been having she's been having a week. Janeway, I can feel. There was a weird scene where like they were trying to do some kind of diagnostic, and Seven was hanging out in the tube. And oh yeah, she and Torres were looking for a place to masturbate. Yeah, Bellana showed up, and then um, yeah, they were they were in the in the masturbation tube and had a little awkwardness there, but that kind of went away, and we didn't talk about it again. Meanwhile, Bellana and Tom are getting their kissy face on, and you know uh, they're 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 gonna like actually fuck in engineering. Yeah, what in, the hell? In, like in earshot of the rest. Not of just in earshot. Like if you recall the layout of engineering, there's two there's two floors, and the second floor has a giant open floor in the middle of it. So anybody on the lower floor can look up and clearly see the people fucking. <laughs> I don't know. Like they camera angled it so you couldn't tell, but I knew that there's a big hole in the floor. Well, and, and also. She's part Klingon. We know it's going to be loud. It's going to be loud. So why? Why? It's not that hard to find secluded spaces they were, on the They ship. were in the Jeffrey's tube together earlier. They did it in there too, didn't they? Oh, yeah. They With both those have their own quarters, though. Like, why? Yeah. I don't know. Big ones, because they're officers. Like, just go so anyway, fuck in your quarters. Or in a hollow deck. Well, you know, it's a kink. You know, you, get, you, you want to get caught by Tuvok, apparently. <laughs> and they get caught by Tuvok. Damn it, Tuvok! <laughs> So uh, that happens, but uh, yeah, every and like people are just generally kind of offish. Robert Beltran's character is Chakotay. called Chakotay. 
gets old. He turns into a skeleton. He man. turns into like a weird. It, makeup was pretty probably one of the better old age makeups. No, uh, it wasn't. In terms of like not looking like a rubber mask. Well, yes, but that's not what people look like when they get old. <laughs> no, but he looked emaciated and gross. He wasn't necessarily. He was. He was. He had a disease. That's true. Anyway, sorry, I'm interrupting. But yeah, he um, makes you lose all your hair. He turns old for some reason, and the doc doesn't know why. And then Neelix turns into a leopard cat as opposed yeah. to a regular cat. A stinky leopard cat. A smelly leopard cat. Doctor doesn't know why, but then he's like, oh, shit, there's some kind of genetic thing. People are getting, like, random genes woken up in them. So he and Balana try to figure out, like, what the fuck's going on for some reason. They're like, Balana's going to help. And then they're like, huh. Something's messed up going on here. All, uh, the, all the genes say Kilroy was here. Yeah, there's some kind <laughs> of a, face. <laughs> there's a little. There's somebody's been graffitiing all over these <clears throat> these peptides, and they're just about to stumble on the answer. And then Balan's like, doo, 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 doo. "Oh my God, Doc! Someone's trying to delete your program." And he's like, "What? Who would do such a thing?" And she's like, "All right, I'll transfer you to sick bay because you're on your mobile device." And uh, before she can do that, she just passes out for some reason. We find out later that her lungs just stop being able to process oxygen, which is not great. Nope. I hate when that shit happens, you know? It's the worst. So, yeah, so the doc now is lost, evidently, because uh, nobody knows where he is. He's not in sickbay. He's on his mobile emitter. He's just gone. Uh, so we're having a little a little meetup in, in sickbay, and Janeway is, like, really in rare form. <laughs> she chews out Tuvok. She's yelling at Balan and Tom about their fucking, and it's just, it, everyone's having a rough day. Seven's there, and then she gets a, a weird phone call through her head, apparently, <laughs> from the doc. You know, the, the call's coming the from next, inside the, the brain. the Apple device. Oh, God. Uh, and he's like, psst. Hey, Seven. I'm in the holodeck. I got dressed up in a costume. Yeah. But I'm in the holodeck hiding. <laughs> so I'll be over here sketching people. Badly. But, but yeah. Really badly. But please, come. Come hang with me. So she goes there and, and he's like, listen. I don't know what's going on. But uh, I think there's some alien influence or something. So I'm going to reprogram your eyeballs to be able to see things outside of the normal phase of the universe. Yeah, and that's what he and Torres were trying to were do trying before to do. the incident. So she's walking around the ship and she's got her eyes reprogrammed and she's looking around and she keeps seeing these weird aliens everywhere. And then she notices that like people on the crew have like equipment, like metal rods and weird headgear. And- Huge acupuncture needles smushed into Janeway's Yeah, Jane, Janeway, who's been, been complaining about her headache all week, has, like, literal nails in her head. Um, so, yeah, and she, and, but only Seven can see this, and she doesn't want to tip anybody off. So that she t- goes back to Doc, she's like, yeah, there's definitely some alien shit going on. And he's like, yep. Well, what should we do about it? She's like, well, I can blast everybody with a dose of energy, and that should, uh, you know, make it so everyone can see the aliens or something and he's like all right let's go do it she's like all right i have to do it from engineering so she goes engineering and then tuvok who is like really on top of shit today is like huh <laughs> someone's trying to blast the entire crew with some energy hey seven what are you doing down there and she's like nothing just, doing just, a, just masturbating just don't come down just doing a thing. i'm coming in <laughs> doing the cool whip um <laughs> do the cool whip, whip. Yep. cool whip um yep. that just happened is going to a place. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, so, we'll do Mentos later. So he's like, nah, I'm going to check this thing out. <laughs> so he comes down there and, and she's just about ready to blast everybody. And he's like, all right, cut it out. And she's like, God damn it. 
So then she just does the thing that she probably could have done the whole fucking time and just shoots one of the aliens with a phaser. That, and that makes it so that everybody can see them. And then she, everyone's like, oh, shit, there's fucking aliens everywhere. <laughs> Let's arrest them. So, but they can only get the one that they can see. And, and that one's like, yeah, we're just scientists. We're just like you. We're doing science shit. And Janeway's like, what do you mean? You're, what do you mean? And she's like, we're just doing science stuff like you, you know? And Janeway's like, well, I don't get it. Why would you do this? Well, you can't do that. And we how, stopped experimenting on helpless animals centuries ago, how dick. How many nails are in my head, you say? So, uh, anyway, yeah, the aliens are real dicks. 26, They're, you say. They it's refuse too many. to leave. They're like, we're going to keep doing our experiments, and you can either let it play out. Yeah, there might be some light maiming of your crew. <laughs> Don't worry about it. No, just let it happen, and then we'll leave, and, that'll, and you'll be all set. And Janeway's like, nah, fuck this. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to do what Janeway always does. Yeah! Destroy the fucking shit. Janeway! So... <laughs> Early episode, they'd introduced oh, this no, idea. Oh no! Something happened to Chris. <laughs> there were these pulsars, these dueling pulsars, and dueling the pulsars with dueling banjos. Yeah. So Janeway's like, "I'm gonna fly between those motherfuckers, and it's gonna rip the shit up apart." So aliens, if you don't want to get ripped apart with my ship, you should leave. And they're like, "You won't do it." And everyone on the crew's like, "No, she." Done, this is what she does. <laughs> she's done this before. She like if there's an opportunity to destroy the ship, she's gonna take it, uh, and she does. She flies through the thing, but miraculously the ship survives. But the aliens do leave. Some of them get destroyed because their ship. Good. Their ship. I was so not happy. As good quality. So happy to see that ship get destroyed. Me too. But yeah, we come out the other side, and apparently everybody got healed off screen. Except that one woman who died oh, horribly. Oh yeah, there was a woman that did die. Oh, they were like, Captain, this person. And I was like, they're quickening. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Big quickening vibes. I, there's this great scene where like the doc's like, oh man, she's in rough shape. She's, she's dying. And Janeway's like, yep, I'm going to do some old fashioned CPR. And doc's like, all right, you do you. <laughs> it's not going to do anything. I've already tried. Yeah, so. You have a headache, so have fun. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, oh yeah, and um, I guess Tom and Balan are now like a Facebook official. Uh, everybody knows. No no more secrets. Well, everyone heard it already, so. Heard it, seen it, smelled it. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah, those aliens, man. Like, again, this was just the week of the worst aliens. Oh, yeah, these guys really fucking suck. They all deserved to just be horribly murdered. In the ways that they were murdering the people of the crew. I, yeah. When Janeway snapped and went to, like, really just, it's like, yes, good, beat, beat the alien to death. Very disappointed she didn't. Like, these guys are just straight, you know, like, unwilling experimentation. Like, now nah, that's some Nazi shit. They, mm. they don't deserve the time of day. Just kill them. I know. This reminded me somewhat of the aliens from Time's Arrow. Hmm. And that they were... But they were only picking off the dying. Well, yeah, they, them, but they, they, they seem better. They, well, they, well, they were feeding on people. They weren't doing experiments. They were feeding on people. They had the same out-of-phase uh, Oh, that's thing. a good point. Okay, in terms of the ethics, Vidians versus these guys, a book tells me that they're called the Srivani. Vidians versus Srivani. Who's time. worse? These guys, I think. Tell me more. Well, I don't know. I think, you know, so the Vidians... Yeah, there's some bad Vidians, but for the most part, they're just, they're trying to survive and doing what they have to do to survive. 
these people are like working for Maybelline. You know, <laughs> they're like doing cosmetic research. Oh, that's a good one. You know, better living through torture. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. I think, yeah, the end result is pretty much the same. People get maimed and killed, but the motives are like, I don't know. I'll give the benefit of the doubt to the Vidians since they'll literally die if they don't steal Neelix's lungs. Okay. How about these assholes versus, I don't remember if they get a name. The jerks from Schisms who kept stealing Riker through a wall and not letting him sleep. Did they ever establish why they were doing that? I don't think they did. And no. they didn't. They, they also didn't ever get to talk to them. It just happened that Riker at some point like woke up, took whoever was still being experimented upon, and they left. Mm. And I think that was it. Mm. Schisms was not good. I mean, I think Schisms was a very similar situation, right? Because it seemed like they were doing experiments on people. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I kept thinking of Schism as well, watching this episode, thinking at least this episode, they talked with the other aliens, they kind of understood what their motivation was, and were able to bring it to a conclusion, while Schisms just felt like a discombobulated mess. Yeah, that wasn't a very good episode from what I recall. With building a table in the holodeck. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, now these guys, yeah, I can agree with Jake, like, fuck the Vidians too, but you can understand how you'd be driven to that desperation Mm -hmm. like they're still monsters and they're terrible but these people yeah it's like you said they're just doing it because like oh it'll make our lives better it's not that we're dying as a species of sort of incurable plague what if they can cure something or like wouldn't it be funny if we turn this guy into a spot spotted cat that's the thing like some of it i'm sure is just because they're bored like they are just arrogant pricks and i'm sad we didn't get to watch one of them beaten to death Mm. we almost did we got a tease I know, that's why I'm upset. It's like, the show's edging me, you know? Just like, I just wanted to see Janeway just wail on that person to death. Yeah, I kind of wanted to see her hit her also. There's that, like, huge security guy in the room who tries to pull her. She just gives him a look, and he's like, never mind. (laughs) Here's what I don't understand, right? So the aliens were out of phase. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't see or feel them. But you smell them. But But the aliens' equipment could attach to people. And not just fall out, fall through them. Don't, don't overthink it. Okay. By which I mean, think about it much at all. The, uh, the point is they're awful. So just don't think it. Mm. Full stop. Don't dream it. Be it. Thank Do you. It. I was genuinely trying to remember that line. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I did. I quite like this one. Just, 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 just yeah, pure cool. awful people that you could enjoy just despising. Okay. My, my favorite scene, and this is probably convert, controversial because it's actually a fun scene. Chakotay and Neelix in sick bay, comparing ailments like a bunch of old fogies in a retirement home. That was that amazing. Was okay, good. good. I like that. I, I said cool. to Caitlin, uh, I was like, oh my god, it's the four Yorkshiremen sketch. And Which, I didn't know what that was. Well, yeah, I don't think I know what that is. It's, so the thing is, it's a Monty Python sketch, but I don't think it's one they ever did on their show. They did oh. it on one of their, like... Like a live special? Yeah, on a live show that was recorded and you could watch, but it wasn't like... But basically, and I'll try to find it, I'm sure it's on YouTube. It's just these four... You know, they're like well-to-do guys in like fancy clothes. They're they're now very comfortable gentlemen, but they end up like trying to one-up one another on how horrible their upbringing was. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like that. It's like, oh yeah, well, uh, everything, I can't see that panel. Oh, everything's too bright in here. I won't be able to walk soon. I already can't. Yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. The back and forth was done really, like the timing was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they're both funny well. guys. Yeah. I know like, like Ethan Phillips like is just notoriously hilarious 
Like, uh, last episode when uh, he was teaching Seven how to eat a food, mm. she, like, could barely keep a straight face. You can face. see it. I said you the same that. thing. Throughout that like, whole she, scene. You just can because, see her trying not to crack yeah, up the whole time. because he's darling. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a good scene. Uh, again, I like... It was weird, though, to get Cote's makeup. Because, like, he's supposed to have a disease, but he basically said it was essentially progeria, mm-hmm. causing him to have rapid age. And it's like, why are his eye sockets like that? That doesn't happen when you get old. Well, they said, well, they said that he, his metabolism was sped up. Oh. So, like, I could understand that, like, maybe his, he just, like, not only was he getting old fast, but also he was just burning through. Okay, that makes a little more sense. Though. All of his meat. I mean, all right, though. It did look good as far as makeup. It yeah, didn't it was, look like no, rubber look, and latex. Yeah. But I was just like, God, he looks like he drank the wrong grail. Yeah, compared to Jameson or something. Oh, oh God. Welting wax, wax, wel- melting wax figure. And a big fake underbite, if I recall. Uh, uh, I'm Maxwell. <laughs> Terrible episode. I don't remember if it made, if he had an underbite. Didn't he just sort of like, didn't they just try and make him look jowly or something? Well, I th- I th- and it just I, made him look like a ventriloquist dummy? Yeah, I, I, that might be it. I think he really jutted out his lower lip or something. In I think he did that as a young man, too, though. Maybe he uh, wasn't a very good actor. That's that's what my, that's my mm. guess. It's possible. What, acting? Or Acting. the jutting out the lip. Both. Okay, great. <laughs> all, all of the above. Uh, I assume maybe a little inspiration from They Live in this. I've never seen it, but I'm aware from, like, you know, me, yeah. cultural os- osmosis. That's one where, like, the guy puts on the glasses and can see all the, like, you know, the signs actually obey. And some of the people are actually aliens with weird... All I could think of was Tillinghast and all of his uh, gross stuff floating around in different dimensions. You can see the other things that you can't see outside. uh, I mentioned that to you, remember? I couldn't remember the name Tillinghast until now. But I was like, you know, it's with the guy when he sees things. And Chris is like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, I eventually did. I couldn't remember Tillinghast either, but yes, that was his name. Yeah, from the Lovecraft story from beyond. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit of both of those going on. Sucker seven and nine. Though, I was like, oh, oh my god, they're oh, and one of them's poking me. Oh, and Jesus. I have to pretend I can't see him. They didn't Meat. seem to be doing anything to Tuvok. Like they followed him in, but like he didn't seem to have any yugas poking out. Yeah, of him. not everybody had the had equipment in them. Well, there's only like what they said, like at least fifty or so of, the, of these guys. Yeah. Possibly yeah. more that seven yeah. didn't but find. The, the, yet, the thing but... I thought the most found the most creepy is that they don't know how long they were there. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's upsetting. Well, we know it's been at least weeks. Like, we don't know yeah. how long, but we know it's at least been weeks because uh, Mama Changeling Alien was like, I don't know why I was getting Changeling vibes from her, <laughs> but uh, she's like, yeah, we've been really impressed by how you've been behaving the last few weeks, and yeah. I'm just like, bitch. We really loved it when you uh, killed those at Goes of Bomar. <laughs> Much worse hair than the Changelings, though. Changeling hair is just dull. Theirs had that weird flock of seagulls swoop on the side. Mm. It's like, man, you deserve to be killed just for that haircut, never mind your cruelty. Wow. That's harsh, man. The fashion, the fashion fascists have spoken. <laughs> but, oh, yes, I'm glad you mentioned, though. I, I, I don't know why it's so amusing, but the fact that the EMH just cannot draw... Mm-hmm. Kind of great. It that was so face was bad. It's sad, dude. The rest of it's like fine, but then the face is just terrible. Maybe he was acting. Mm, maybe maybe yeah. that's the only part he actually drew was the face. The EMH 
and and Seven should have an art class together because her sculpting skills from the previous. <laughs> oh God, she was just poking that one piece. Like of putting clay a, I'll just put a chunk of clay on this person's nose. Well, part of it I think is just because the with the prosthetics or whatever on her hand that were obviously not real prosthetics. She probably just had to not gunk them up. Maybe yeah. like the actor mm. was probably trying not to get shitloads of clay embedded in True. her. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I just again latex finger covers. Like I said at the time, just the face she was making while she did it. She was just very. Conveying very well, just like, I don't, what is the point of this? <laughs> and then she used words to convey that point as well. Well, yes, yes. Uh, Jerry Ryan was purportedly delighted that someone else had to wear spandex in this episode because the doctor was wearing these freaking tights oh when no. he was in that costume. And we don't even see them. What a, that's a loss. I, 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 I have to go back and look because I know he was, he is now convinced he's got the nicest ass on the ship. <laughs> oh, shit, Who fair enough, Bob. Bob Picardo, yeah. Really? He might, I've never seen Seven of Nines is pretty good, being fair. I did like when he asked for the equipment and it just appeared in the bucket and it. Oh, yeah. Thunked and wiggled I can, a little. I, I was just watching that, like, there is a guy back there that when they give him the cue, just he just, goes, the, he just yeah, bops the bucket, the bucket and it's somebody's job and that's always funny to me. Yeah, yeah. Like the people who have to open and close the doors of uh, when people walk in and out. Yeah. yeah. Just, I'm, I'm just endlessly amused that the doctor like got into costume to do to do this hideout in the holiday. You gotta do it right. You man. gotta fit in or they'll know. Yeah. And actually, that's a good point. If he thinks someone is watching him, he's gotta look like he's part of the program. Mm. He'd stand out. Because they already uniform. tried to delete him. Yeah. Oh, God. Speaking of people's jobs, there is something from the last episode I forgot to mention. The terrible ADR on one of Tuvok's lines. Oh, yeah, but at least he was facing away from the camera when he did it. Yeah, but you could tell his mouth wasn't moving. Oh, yeah. And it's just like so much dialogue is ADR'd anyway. Like, how did you fuck that up so badly, making it not sound like it was in the same room? Yeah. You know, it's like, oh. Yeah, Garrett and Robbie bring it up all the time on on Delta Flyers when they're saying, oh, yep, I could tell that that line was ADR'd and I did a terrible (laughs) job of it. See, at least, though, usually for us as the viewer, like, the mix at least is, like, fine. But this, it's like they just slapped it on and forgot to blend it in. So, yes, much better job on the Foley and the Thump on this than the ADR last line episode. Cool. But, yes, I, uh, like you mentioned, though, just... It's like, oh man, it's it's it classic Janeway's gonna blow the ship up, but because she's stressed, instead of just activating the self-destruct, she's gonna take it one step further, and she's gonna fly you into a sun. She's lucky they didn't go into time warp when they snapped out of that. Mm-hmm. You I mean, is she? Is she lucky? Fuck, I had another thought. I just died on the okay. way. While that, while that dies, how are you guys feeling about Tom Bellana going on so far? It's, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, this is one of the better uh, relationships we've seen, I think, on Star Trek. I, I don't mind it, but they need to cut the shit. They I do need would, to cut the shit. Yeah, I would prefer to think their hormones were being artificially stimulated. It's like, guys, be... Be professional. Don't yeah. fucking engineer. You're the chief engineer, Villa. Well, fucking engineering if you must, but don't do it when you're on the clock. I mean... You know, you there's, want to be stupid. Render That's a holodeck engineer. There's it's like you, you can do it anywhere. Like, say, there's what are you doing? Always somebody in engineering. It's mm-hmm. like it's one of those yeah, locations. Get, what's his name? Maybe he'll like to watch Boric. Bor- yeah. Oh. No. I mean, Harry seemed Boric to be trying in- to. Yeah, why was Harry trying to muscle in on their romantic dinner? That was weird. He was hoping to get a glimpse. Time. 
I gotta say, though, you know, of all the people that managed to seemingly avoid the aliens, Harry. They didn't fuck with Harry. Oh, man. I noticed that. Shocking. Because like, he seemed fine the whole time. It's because they can smell every other alien that's <laughs> fucked with him over the course of this show. Yeah. And they're just like, we're not going to get anything useful from that one. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's soiled goods. Contaminated sample. They scanned him. They're like, okay, so somebody put fake alien DNA in him already. And, oh, oh he's been dead geez. like several times. 8472 goop. And he's technically from a different dimension. Yeah, you know what? This one's This one's weird. Leave him alone. He's gonna just fuck up. He's gonna fuck up all of our studies. We can't have this. Like we don't know what's gonna happen. He might just explode. He might get superpowers. We're not sure, and we don't want to find out. I made a quip at the very end that I'm stupidly proud of, uh, and that's when when Torres and Paris are you know having their cute little date, mm. and I say, "Oh, look at the cute little top on Torres," and I don't mean Tom. Yay. <laughs> also, she's the top. Yeah, I was gonna say that's Torres exact, is obviously exactly the top why. of that relationship. Yeah. I, I was, I, so yeah, overall it's fine, but I was a little like, I'm torn, right? Like, showing up with flowers, but like, you used the ship's computer to tell you exactly where he wa- she was. It's like, that's a little borderline. It's a little weird. Creepy. But also like, giving him flack because he had to do an extra shift. Like, come on, man, he couldn't help that. I think he wanted to do an extra shift. <laughs> well, I think, just like, uh, just like in Strange New Worlds, she was trying to express that there need to be some boundaries in their relationship, and it's okay for her to expect him not to, uh, to blow her off last second. Well, yeah, but again, he might have been ordered. It was probably wasn't like, yeah, you know what, I will do that. It's probably like, oh shit, Ensign Smith has the shits. Uh, which, Tom, we need you to hang around. Ensign which part Smith is always to, getting the shits. Which part of Strange New Worlds are you referring to? Um, to Paul and Spock when oh, she's those like, dicks. you okay. keep prioritizing your work over me all the fucking time. Fair, fair, fair. I'm just saying, that if if that's the kind of, especially if it's happened before, she's allowed to be like, don't blow me off last second. But I get it. And to be fair, having Paris be the nurse is still a terrible idea. Oh, the worst. Like, he's already got, like, the most full-time job on the ship. Mm. Other than captain. Yeah. Well, well and Tuvok, because... I'm sure he insists only he can do it right. <laughs> One last note. Mm-hmm. So there's a Section 31 novel. Oh, no. That establishes that the woman that gets killed is uh, Ensign Roberta Luke, who is a Section 31 operative who was assigned to Voyager to, ga- to gather intel on the Maquis. Sure, why oh, not? What are the chances? 100%, because a novel needed it to, to happen. Oh, oh. Why would Section 31 give a shit about the Maquis? Seriously. They, That's a good question. They would look at them and just go, how much of a threat are they? Uh, literally none. They're going to be annihilated pretty shortly. <laughs> we do not give a fuck to be... Like, if anything, it feels like Section 31 would be, like, CIAing that shit, you know? You- like, giving them guns and crap without oh, admitting yeah. it's them. Not, no, not just that. I'm, I'm pretty sure... Section thirty one is the Maquis. Like, <laughs> like that's just what it is. It's like one of it's like the Spider Man meme when they meet. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> With the pointing, I buy it. <sighs> Although it seems like the Maquis on the Voyager are the only ones that really get out. So mm. everybody else does get annihilated by the Dominion. That's so true. much, quite a lot. Um, well, I guess uh, Eddington's wife survives. They're gonna get her. Yeah. You, the rest of the Maquis get wiped. Maybe that was Eddington's wife. Well, I think she went to jail, didn't she? I'm assuming they, I, she I, they went to jail. She, quote-unquote, went to jail, by which they mean went back to Section 31 headquarters. Ah, right. Good theory. <laughs> Hi, buddy. 
Well, the white cat is here telling us to move on to our blog activity. Okay, okay. Y'all will remember we've been talking about ships. We discussed the Raven last week, but we're going to discuss, discuss other ships this week because this week we're talking about the ships we meet in the Kelvinverse, and and I'll lump in Discovery too, just so we have a good number to talk about. More like the Smelvinverse. <laughs> Oh, look at that. All right, so we're going to start off. The first ship we meet when we're going into mm. the 2009 movie is the Kelvin, which is already making Caitlin sad. And it is interesting because it's got, like, a nacelle on top and a nacelle on the bottom instead of the normal parallel flanking nacelles. Well, is that a is that another deflector? Or is yeah, that a, a, a nacelle or a deflector dish? The top one has... It is that, a nacelle. That, that is a deflector. Pretty sure it's in the cell. If you go to the next slide, you can see the full thing. Oh yeah, yeah look no, at that. that is a def- the thing on top is a deflector for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, it's got the little saucer. The thing on the bottom is in the cell. Oh, so is the top like a body then? The top is like the engineering hull. Oh okay. Yeah. That's it's... very strange then. It's got. Sing- then your engineering. It feels like your engineering is very vulnerable. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It even looks like a pizza is. cutter. I feel they like they all do. That's true. I feel like we, this design <laughs> goes back to like some of those old like non-canonical blueprint yeah. books though the like engineering section with one nacelle thing like this has been kind of floating around on the edges of fandom for a long I mean, time. Really, you say the dark I don't web. know why. Like it's not a it's not a terrible looking ship, I guess, but it looks for a movie that was fully CG. I'm assuming for the ship, they probably had no practical models. Oh, almost certainly, it looks like a kit bash, mm. and. They could have just made it, like, I'm sure we'll talk later about the Franklin, mm-hmm. which I think is a much better looking okay. uh, ship. I look forward to that. Um, and it also looks nothing like the Enterprise that we're going to see. Yeah, well, this here, this, some of the screenshots on this... Uh, some of them are still designs, because I grabbed yeah, them from a design. because they look like... Site. Oops. They look like... So, like, that's the, so that has, like, a glowy deflector. But the other ones had this, the like the TOS style deflector. Yeah, they so kind of look like people were like, "What if this had been?" Yeah, what's the prime universe version, version. of the Kelvin? But yeah. that's the thing: the Kelvin, by definition, is prime universe because oh, those events happened. That ship was built God before the universe split. So God the, damn it! Yeah, no, there's there's some aesthetic choices that make no sense for the Kelvin. How yeah. dare you, Kelvin universe? Like it really should look like this. It should have the like the the satellite dish and the red stripe and but yeah it, instead it has features of other Kelvinverse ships yeah but, well, J.J. Abrams is a bad director and uh, yeah okay here's here's this, the worst looking ship though here's no. the most upsetting story I've heard about the Kelvin originally they wanted to name it the Iowa so that oh, when Kirk could no. be born in Iowa so that when Kirk in Voyage Home says, I'm from Iowa, I just work in space. He can literally be from the Iowa, a ship. Son of a fucking You can be from a place without having been born there. That's also true. (laughs) Like, if he spent his formative years in Iowa, like, oh my god, thank fucking, I hate J.J. Abrams so much. Right? It's so upsetting. He is the biggest Fucking 
hack. It's enough that they are that in that movie they change why Bones' nickname is Bones. That's stupid too. Son of a bitch. And I mean, they, they did the same, and they tried to do the same for why Kirk is from Iowa. Yeah, Wait. I'm gonna point out a lot of my hatred of J.J. Abrams is retroactive. Like the first Kelvin movie at the time, I was like, you know what? It's it's dumb, but it's entertaining. Into Darkness was fucking awful. It's really everything he's done since with, like, with, really, Rise of Skywalker. Just convinced me he is one of the worst directors in Hollywood. I hate him. Please stop making things, J.J. Abrams. You suck. You know what's funny? Is that, like, J.J. Abrams, I feel like he became famous because of Lost. And he whiffed on it. A show that was famously whiffed. Like, it was yeah. so, it was solid for, I want to say, at least three to four seasons. Yeah. And then they realized, oh, we don't actually, like, have a plan. We just have to keep cranking out nonsense. Okay, well, that's what we'll like, do. He first sort of, like, his first major thing was Felicity, which by all accounts is pretty good, and then out of nowhere had, like, a time travel plot in its end seasons. Felicity mm. did? Wasn't yeah. Wasn't a story about a girl, like, just living yeah, life? Yeah, living normal life. life wow. But eventually, like... Isn't it Carrie Russell? Yes, mm-hmm. yes it is. Who plays that's... a Power Ranger in the other J.J. Yeah, and that's movie. why she's in Star Wars. Oh, there you go. That's a connection. Wait, she's in, yeah. I, I will say, though, uh, she's great in The Americans, which is an amazing show oh, that yeah. he has zero involvement oh, with. The Americans Yeah, great. She's, she's great in that. But yeah, what's funny, right? So yeah, so J.J. Abrams... So yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know he was involved with Felicity. I only really knew him from Lost, but... Seems like he that was a very famous show, and then they're like, oh, he's the fucking sci-fi guy. We gotta get him for all the sci-fi shit. But he fucked that up. Hasn't he said on record that he's never he had never seen a Star Trek before doing Star Trek? Probably. Yeah, yeah, no, I think there's a clip from The Daily Show and John Stewart chits on him for it. We'll talk Good, about these thank you, we'll John. talk about these movies eventually. Yeah, we will. Yeah. We will. But I wanted to bring that up just because I learned it this past week and wanted to to share it. Alright, let's talk about the entire redesign of what an enterprise is for reasons. I hate this show. Do you really? I hate tell, it. Tell us about this ship so that the listeners... Well, also, this is also looks like a concept drawing because it, it does not have a glowy... Uh, it looks to be from, if anything, maybe the Eagle Moss booklet. Yeah, it's from one of the books. Here we go. Yeah. That's what it actually I have, like. I have tons of screen grabs. They're all up on our okay. Tumblr for those of you who are, who are struggling to so, follow along. never mind the fact that the Bassard Collectors are blue. Never mind. And they look like like sci-fi eyeballs. The whole, the whole shape of the nacelles is awful. It, it is just either bulbous. He's a thick boy. Fine, but mm, I don't like how far back the neck goes on the on the. Uh, engineering I don't like how hole. far forward the deflector disc protrudes. Yeah, it's everything's weird. just a little off. It's I actually hideous. don't mind it from like the front, but from the side like that, it looks terrible. I think from certain angles, this ship is okay. Just like me, but like, <laughs> why? I I'll, see I'll compare it. I'll compare it to the. There's okay. Tell us. There's two ways to to like do a, a redesign of a classic, iconic thing. One of them is to do this and just redesign what it is, and just t- and just like take it and like take bits of it and just make it look goofy and fucking apple-y and it looks like it's a fucking true. IMAX. It's really apple-y. Like and the chair the- that we saw on its bridge. And then there's a way in Discovery mm-hmm. when they did the same thing, and I don't know if we're going to talk about that ship. We are. They basically did the same thing where they took an iconic ship, redid bits of it, 
And it looks phenomenal. It does. It, it looks it's great. Like they recognized the same issues that Discovery recognized, but fixed them wrong. Yeah. Those issues just being the fact that like the neck and the nacelle pylons look kind of fragile. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they overdid it. Way, way too much. Horribly. I do appreciate that they sort of tried to do a, a compromise between the satellite dish, deflector dish, and the just oh, glowing panel deflector dish that becomes standard by having a glowing satellite dish. Mm. That's kind of okay. Okay, so it's like combining the original Enterprise and the refit Enterprise. Yeah. I do find it weird, though. Yeah, they did. They used, like, the refit saucer section mm. for this. Too. Yeah, yeah, they did. You're right. It's like everything's just a little wrong. Yeah. The other thing I want to bring up about the Enterprise in the Kelvin universe is what the fuck is its size? Because this is a gigantic debate. Go to the next slide. I'll put this up because I found this slide on Ex Astra Scientia because there is confusion among the nerds on what the fuck size this thing is supposed to be. Because you'd think it would be roughly on par with the with the TMP Enterprise, about mm-hmm. 300 meters or so. Yeah. Which is, just for a frame of reference, because I checked today, just a little bit shorter than the Saturn V rocket. Hmm. Which Jake and I saw. It's huge. Which is fucking enormous. It's beautiful and huge. But, you know, I could see an Enterprise ship being that size. What they did in the movie, because Jesus Christ, they made one a little bit bigger than that, because of course they did. They made it to be close to, like, 366 meters. Not not the not a bad size. But when they were playing around with it and they realized, oh, we have this scene in the shuttle bay when we need to have tons and tons of shuttles in the shuttle bay and they wouldn't fit. Like the whole ship, it just looks too small. The ship looks too small, guys, and we want to put more details and shit on it. How about we just times two it? And that's what they did. So it's actually, and this is according to like a lot of their like official sites and their official tour site and all these things, it's supposed to be 725 meters long, which is bigger than a galaxy class. And they didn't really like scale the windows. They didn't, so no. So the windows are enormous. Yeah, like there's a whole essay on Ex Astra Scientia on which is more right. And they want to say it's the smaller one because that makes more sense. Because, you know, when you're running down hallways, you know, how big are the hallways? When you can see it from this angle, how big is it here? And it's inconsistent from fucking scene to scene because they fucking ballooned it up for a, for a specific scene to work. Well, and god this, damn it. Is this the movie that introduced the idea of the ether space that... Uh, turbo lifts go through no that's discovery i feel i feel like there was something similar in one in one of the movies don't Uh, remember it's been a while yeah i know discovery did it but i feel like they didn't invent it but maybe it may that was in one of the short tracks right i think that was in the season three finale oh was it shit still a little irate about that it's just it's yeah but yeah i'm i'm just befuddled by this ship and how they had to just redesign the fuck out of it do it entirely wrong, make it look like an Apple product, and then upscale it for Didn't reasons. they then crash it into a planet? Shouldn't that have had catastrophic yeah, effects? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> well, no, nah, I guess. I mean, I mean, when the Enterprise D, D. crashed in, it like wiped out hundreds of miles of yeah. forest. It also kind of crash landed as opposed to just impacting that's like a, an asteroid. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christ. A cute little thing that we see in one of the Kelvin movies is called the jellyfish. I entirely forget any context for why we see this. It's allegedly a Vulcan ship, which makes no sense. He uses it to, like, fly in and steal the red matter or whatever, doesn't he? He uses it to steal it. it. No, that's... Deposit it. 
Like that's how like, he gets to from the future, isn't it? Too. Well, yeah, it's get, let's get sucked thing? into the black hole and all that. It, 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 it's it's a it's not a bad design. It's but, very cute. But again, cute. as a Vulcan ship, it makes no sense. Well, it's got the circle-y bit. We're going to talk other alien races ships at some point, and Vulcans are big into circles. No, that I do know, but like everything else about it, though, it's just too organic looking. They don't have organic ships. It's it is true. Kelvin, Kelvin's like they love putting like rounded angles on things like even the enterprise has rounded angle nacelle struts or whatever they're called for reasons but also Um, like even though they like their big ring like nacelle nacelles or whatever they are like the rest of the ship tends to be blockier Mm. like everything about nothing about this says vulcan except his fucking idic chair in fairness we don't really see a lot of vulcan ships we do an enterprise yeah yeah but that would have been what a 300 years before this ship? Yes, I still... Because this is late 24th century. And this might also be Vulcans who have been impacted by other cultures, designs, and them saying like, oh, we like that. Definitely, since their homeworld was destroyed, you would think definitely. No, no, this is from the Prime Universe, so Vulcan's fine. God damn it. This is from... this. Yeah, this is post-TNG era Prime Universe. So this this shouldn't even look like TOS-y. Which it doesn't. It does doesn't, not. Doesn't look. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, just as a ship, I like it. And, yeah, and I don't remember a thing of this movie, so I know so the I'm okay bits on the it. back spin for no reason. Ooh, I like I like spin. Yeah, it's very toyetic. And and it, it was a special. Yeah, because you can see here they even have the construction shot. It was specifically designed, purpose built to inject. Red matter. Red matter into yeah. a star. Okay. So it could have been some sort of weird joint venture between a bunch of people and... Yeah. yeah. We won't talk about red matter, though. That's no. fucking garbage. I think it would make for a nice little earring set or something. Yes, you're right. So right. This is a ship we don't even see, really. Not well. Yeah, there's a whole section in one of my Star Trek books on the Enterprise A, which is... Like the Enterprise, the Kelvin Enterprise, but they tweak it down a little bit so it's a little less obscene. It's somehow worse. It is you don't some, it uh, is see. Worse. I think it's better because it doesn't have the huge bulbous like cleavage in the front. That's that I, don't, I don't care for those pylons. Yeah, the pylons are. Oh, the pylons I hate are weird. The pylons. That's my main issue with. Oh, them. Okay. it's a pylon again. The thing that, that connects in the cells. Oh yeah, they're super skinny. Mm. They look like they're gonna snap from the other side. I mean, mm-hmm. for in from like the back. for a ship that was actually decapitated. It still has a, a neck here. <laughs> if I was if I was assigned to the ship, I'd be like, you know, what actually happened to the old Enterprise? Oh, it got decapitated. Be- being fair, this one was already in the process of being built when mm. the Enterprise got kerploded. This it was just, originally going to be a different ship. It just looks like it's made of plastic. It does. Yeah. It does. It's bad. It's very bad. I mean, it's it was it was seen on screen for all of ten frames. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. They probably didn't put that much work. Look at that. Like, the way the, the back of the neck and the pylon, like, just create this bizarre they, shape. They it's love horrible. rounded angles. They think everything just is a smooth, curved line. You know, it's really ugly. So they're doing Star Trek Four, right? I, I don't know. It, whether or not they are seems to change every other month. Okay. So if they do, I wonder if they'll use this ship or... I just wish they would do a, you know, a Prime Universe movie. I mean... Paramount's dumping all its money into the shows right now, so they should do a show. They should do they. They should end a discovery with a movie. That's what they should do. 
How long? How much longer is Discovery going on? It's very unclear. Keep milking it. I'm sure. I I, I, I even um. I know there's only one season of Picard left because they're going to kill everyone at the end. Yes. Good. I know. I uh, what's your name? They should start with the writers. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I cannot think of Michael's real name. Uh, Sonequa Martin Green. Thank you. You know, I think she actually even did an interview recently where I think she was. Like, I don't know if she'd been told it was only going to be three seasons or what, or they were only oh, expecting... Really? Like, she said Maybe they were Maybe her initial contract was? Maybe, or... but they weren't necessarily even expecting it to be as long as it has been, so... Oh, wow. But a lot of that may have been hinging on Paramount being, like, not sure how it was going to go, so... Yeah. I mean, it's going to be popular for them. They wouldn't keep making it. No, I know, yeah. What else are we looking at? Oh, we're going to oh, look at The Vengeance, which is... What an ugly so motherfucking if, thing. If we thought the Enterprise in the Kelvin movies was probably fucking huge, The Vengeance dwarfs it. Because yeah. it's, it's enormous. It looks kind of like it's made of Legos. It, like, I feel like J.J.'s Star Wars fandom is showing. Just, in that like, he just makes everything huge? Yeah. But also... The, but in this case, too, he, like... Gives over from smooth curves to a lot of angular stuff. There's like sort of a vaguely triangular shape here. The needless gap in the saucer for some reason. The nacelles look like Nintendo blasters. <laughs> Kinda. Zappers, I mean. Zappers. Yeah, this is not a pretty ship. I mean, it's not meant to be pretty. It's meant to be evil. That's true. It reminds me of you remember uh, in the dark. Batman. I thought it brings back to Batman, but when when the Batmobile <laughs> in the Batman movie gets the its armor, yeah, it, it reminds me of that. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can see that. And it's just, yeah, no, like look at that. It, it is somehow Why is saucer so skinny, so flat. I was gonna say like it's it's simultaneously very chunky and way too thin. Like it's an amazing failure of aesthetics. God, you know what that <laughs> looks like from this side? Yeah, the thing that flies into. Uh, Dune's room in the original, like, 1980s Doom. Do do him a stab, doesn't it, kind of, a little bit? I mean, I thought that looked more like a pen, but... Maybe it looks more like the new ones. Either way, I feel like it looks like a stabity thing from Dune. It it looks like a bad, like, drone that someone would own. It looks like something Robocop would drive. Oh, Oh, I get it. It works on multiple levels! Ah. I don't get it. Uh, The actor that... Plays, played Robocop, plays the guy who plays commands the cap- that, the ship. Captain of that ship. In the movie. Which movie is this from? Into, Into Darkness. Oh, that's why I don't remember any of it. Yep, bad movie. Oh, I, See, I think it is a great movie. Okay, so Jake likes the Franklin. I mean, Tell us about the Franklin. Jake. I like the Franklin. I think it looks like a nutcracker. It looks it like it's got its legs in the stirrups for a guy. It looks like, I don't like oh, it. Oh, God. No! It does. That's no, I can't look like. at the Franklin anymore. Oh, no. Fuck, you're not wrong. Damn you monster. It. You ruined the Franklin. I didn't design the goddamn ship. Well, let's have a look-see. Um, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I'll have a look. So no, this, a... this, yeah, go, go ahead, I don't Jake. know. I, see, okay, and now this is po- possibly a little bit of misunderstanding on my part, too, because I was always under the impression that this was... That this predated the NX01, but oh, I, I could know. be wrong on that. I do not. I think remember. someone corrected me on that previously on this show. So because this to me looks like what they might. I, I do hate that there's blue Bassard collectors, but that's yeah. beside the point. But this to me looks like a precursor design to the NX01. So for me, in my head, that made a lot more sense. Knowing that this came after the NX01, and a little less impressed. It, it So the thing is, it served in the Romulan War. But whether that me means all. it was built at the same time as the NX-1 or a little before, like... Because had Enterprise made it to season 
five, they would have done the Romulan War. Mm. But whether it was purpose built for that or yeah, it's, it's a it's, little. It's a lot smaller than Enterprise. She is. It it it's a little vague, but it does feel like it either could have been. Either way, it feels contemporary to the NX one. Mm. It feels like it could be a stepping stone between the NX one and later Starfleet ships if you wanted it, or just again, a, I like the design overall. Yeah. I just, I, I, I'm not a fan of the bulbous nacelles. No, although the end does match what yeah. we see in the yeah. TOS Enterprise. Yeah, it's better. I think being bulbous is kind of the Kelvin design. Yeah. yeah. I do like that it's another ship, because I know, I know Chris is a big fan of ships that just have the one hull and don't, yep. don't need a secondary hull. Yep. No, Very like streamlined that. that way. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of good. Um, yeah, given its size, the fact that it is so small, like I never even realized how small. You should looking at the size of those windows. Yeah, she is a tiny ship. Yeah, it's she's kinda... not much bigger than the NX one. She might be smaller than the NX one. I, I think she is smaller than the NX one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because look at the size of the somewhere. view screen, right? Because yeah. in the Kelvin timeline, the view screens are windows. actual windows. Although freaking Kelvin timeline. Let's be fair. If we learned anything from their design of the Enterprise, they don't worry about window scaling. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, assuming yeah, assuming that window is to scale with what we see on the bridge, this is a very small ship. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we see the crew members like walking all over it. So yeah, it's, movie. it's not big. No, no, very small. All right, but we're gonna gonna finish with that. I know we started talking Discovery a little bit, so let's actually look this look at the Discovery ships, and we'll start with the first ship in Discovery, the Shenzhou. Okay, so what's great about this ship is somebody went. Hey, what if we didn't put the bridge on top of the saucer and leave it crazy vulnerable? So where mm. is the where is the bridge? On it's the... underslung. That's her. Oh, right that is there. smart. Yeah, it's still exposed when it could be in the middle of the damn ship and well, have it not but, matter. No, but now, but Discovery took after the Abrams and started putting windows on bridges. They did. They did. But you know. Yeah. It's still before Discovery. It still never made sense that the bridges were not just. In the guts of the ship, since they weren't using windows. But yeah, since we're using the window concept, it's still better to be under the saucer than on top. I think, I actually, I like the design of this ship overall. The paint job's a little weird to me. <gasps> I like the paint job. It's, like it's, it's, it's just different. It's, it's just, a we, pretty color. We, do, we don't see this style of paint job on other Federation ships ever. Well, I'm not saying it's Michelle bad. Michelle Yeoh is a special kind of captain. I'm not saying it's bad. I just, it's just gut style. I, I'm not sure about it. It's just different. Yeah, I think this is supposed to be like an older ship yeah. that's been kicking around for a while until we get to the first couple episodes of Discovery. I, I, the one thing I would say, I kind of wish it had round nacelles. I'd like to see it with round nacelles. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is like aside from the Enterprise and a few of the newer Discovery, uh, Stranger World ships, all the Discovery ones have these, yeah, these rectangular right. ones with like the weird. You know, it's not terribly visible in any of these pictures. They have, like, little three small Bassard collections that have one big one. Yeah. But maybe we can say that, like, okay, up until the, the Constitution class, maybe this was the style. The yeah, th that's kind of the implication, because I, I own a bunch of these models. Because <laughs> um, I'm cool. And they kiss. Yeah. Speaking of which. Yeah, speaking of, let's talk about the Discovery, which is interesting, because it's, it's, it's a fairly flat ship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. now, uh, it's got the rotating bit in the middle that looks like a target from Target. Yeah. Now, wasn't this based on concept art for Phase Two? It was. Oh, interesting. This was so actually we were talking about Star Wars earlier. This was designed by Ralph McQuarrie, mm -hmm. who had designed. So interesting, he designed a bunch of stuff for Star Wars. Uh, his initial design of the fighter was the Y-wing, which of course has like big nacelles. 
then he went off and, you know, he designed the X-Wing and this, that, and all the other things. And then they bring him back to Star Trek, and he immediately designs a big triangle ship for them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was based off a of Ralph McQuarrie design. It didn't have the, like, cuts in the um, saucer. saucer. But aside from that, it looks a lot like his design for that. Yeah, I think the cuts are actually the most interesting things about the, the Discovery ship, other than the triangular design. Mm. Because it really does make it look... Well, it looks like a bullseye, but it also... Allows it to do the spinning thing, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's a, it's a very dynamic ship. Yeah. Well, interestingly, if you think back to the reveal, the sort of the first concept render they did before there was really much else, it originally didn't have the cut. It had almost like a sort of a turbine looking design in there, which at the time we didn't know there was going to be a spinny bit. Hmm. So at the time, that's probably what spun instead of the outer ring. I think I, I got to say... The spinning, I think the spinning is stupid. Wow. I do not. I mean, I just think it, I think it's stupid. I think it's... You think it's just there to be Well, it doesn't excess? really serve a point. I mean, the idea is that it spins when they have to go to mushroom warp. For some reason, yeah. For some reason, but it doesn't make... It's not really... Uh, do the people that are in that it's section like of the ship wondered. get it's really... It's like fu- a gravitron. Yeah, does, oh, <laughs> does, every, no! does everybody have to stand against the wall? That, that's why they have to do, go to black alert. Yeah. They have to strap in. Yeah, black alert. That or they just have to, to vom. That or they just have to really turn up the inertial dampeners before they start spinning. There's, there's some poor janitor on that ship that's like, oh, black alert, I better go get the sawdust ready. Jesus Christ. Um, but overall, yeah, I mean, the spinning aside, which is a little weird, you know, it, it's fun to see that design finally used. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that she's sort of a unique color. We don't have bronze Starfleet ships. Yeah, like the Shenzhou's kind of a unique color as well. Yeah, yeah. But her base is still that, you know, Starfleet mm-hmm. gray. You know, it's different, it's interesting. The thing I like least about the Discovery style of ship is it's 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 so flat that bot that from its side profile, it's very flat, but then its neck is just kind of peeking up. Yeah, she's and a it little looks, weird it, from the side. It almost looks like like it's like a like a swimming bird or something. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they got these blue Bassard collectors and I'm not What's interesting you is like it... like blue, huh? I like blue. I just think it looks silly. I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm just used to red and... Uh... I think it looks nice with the bronze. Uh, I think it would have looked nicer as red. Like, look at look at how sexy those uh, those impulse uh, exhausts are. <laughs> so, it's interesting. You mentioned, like, you know, the, the Shenzhou's older. But technically, if we're assuming that registry numbers do just go up as the ships are built. She's older than the Shenzhou, because she's 1031. Huh. So you kind of wonder, like, all right, this Stamets guy has this bonkers idea. Let's take these old ships we've got lying around and convert them for his weird idea, which could explain partly why she's so weird. She's from an earlier stage where they're still kind of figuring out what mm. their ships are. You know, I kind of wonder, because she's crossfield class, and we never see the crossfield. We do see another... Crossfield class ship in the first season, but it's the Glenn. Thank you. So, like, does the original Crossfield have the cut, or does she have a solid, sort of more normal saucer? Does Discovery have an actual like an engineering section? Because if it it must, but they've never shown it. Yeah, because well, I was wondering, like, is that sort of engineering place that we see? Is that just like the spore the drive, drive room, room or it, is that also regular engineering? I, I, I mean, there must be a regular engineering, otherwise Reno would be right? around more. Yeah, I imagine true. she's off in real engineering, you know, fixing the warp core, being like Stamus and his fucking mushrooms. 
Yeah, and this, and this ship, we do know this ship is loaded with ethereal space yes. for turbo lifts to float around in. Yes, for some it's reason. It's bigger on the inside. It yeah. really is. Like, I do not, like, when we watch the show, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but, I, like, it's like a massive open space. What All right, we also... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Our next slide is the Discovery A, which is the future Discovery in Seasons... Three and four, one. but it's not. It's just a. Re- it's not a new ship. It's just a. Well, see, that's a minor refit. They they kind of did what you wanted though, where you were complaining about the fact that the TMP Enterprise was so drastically refit. It's basically a new ship. Mm-hmm. So by the thirty whatever century, they agree with you, and they're like, "We have refit this so much, we're gonna tack an A on." Yeah, to this it. is an impossible ship because yep. in the future, in the 32nd century, and Jesus Christ, all the ships you see in the 32nd century and century that we're not going to touch on today are absurd in every They've level. They got these weird floaty bits for some reason. They love floaty bits. They do. They love when so parts weird. of your ship don't attach to the rest of your ship, and that's their favorite thing. Doesn't make sense. Now, is this well? Here's the thing, though. So Voyager mm-hmm. has the variable uh yes flappies the flappies maybe this is like the next edition of that it's like you know what we've we had such good luck with the flappies maybe we'll just make it so we can put these things wherever we want what what is the purpose though do they ever say what the purpose is i think there's some i think they said something about maneuverability but never explained how you know here's a here's here's the funny thing about discovery they show so few like like hero shots of the ships. I know there's such I, little I ship knew that the, I knew that the nacelles were detached because they mm. do show that a lot. I did not realize how much else they fucked with on this ship. Oh yeah, yeah. Like what else? Well, like the the nacelles themselves are completely a different shape. Yep. Mm. They've um, added these cutouts. They got those in the pile cutouts, ones. which I've never noticed. It's gray now instead of copper. Yeah, that's true. When Bronze. did they when did they paint the thing? No. They probably yeah, just completely got, replaced the hull. Yeah, because it doesn't have its it doesn't have its stripes on it on its butt anymore, and butt stripes it doesn't even say discovery anywhere. I do like the new nacelle tips. Be better if they were red. <laughs> <laughs> and the deflector, whatever you'd call that array. There's aspects of it I like. I I, mean, I don't like even a pentagonal. Deflectors, yeah, or maybe I don't it's a even hexagon. Mind a lot of the changes. I just wish the nacelles were attached. Yeah, it, that is. That's my one big like. Well, all the other, all the other future ships. They should all be attached. Have unattached things. <laughs> dumb. Just have the weirdest shaped bullshit. Like I don't even mind some of the weird shapes. Just attach everything. <laughs> it's so like so. One goofy. of the ships um, that we'll probably talk about is Book's ship. Mm. Oh, no, we're not. Oh, well. Sorry. Okay, that's fine. Well, there's, I think there's one more after this. So there's another character on the show called Book. He is, it is in a Starfleet ship, so I don't count it. Okay. And also, I couldn't find good pictures of it. It kind of it kind of feels like it's it's a razor. It's, yeah. Like a, it's like, what what if the future tried to design a single-blade razor, and that is Book's ship? Um, but it does... I like it. But it, it, it uses the programmable matter, I think, in a cool way, where, like, it reconfigures itself. Like a Lego set. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. With that one, the maneuverability thing makes sense because they actually show it like it can change shape really dramatically to get through things. With this, popping on and popping off your nacelles isn't making that huge a difference. Yeah, like if if the ship did more than just have detached nacelles, it might be more interesting. 
Plus, imagine, you know, one of those falls off while you're going, and by the time you slow down, you're like, ah, fuck, it's eight systems away. Uh, Shit. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't see the point uh, of, like, detaching something. Right? You could lose like that. Yeah, it's it's really just just what looks cool over practicality. It, cool, it does not, but... I, I think this is phenomenal. This no, is great. What is it? The, the Enterprise... The, the, Enterprise oh, and Discovery. Enterprise. Yeah. yeah. Discovery Enterprise. I think they I think, do it right in this show. I think yeah. they basically, and I know people were pissed off. It's like, well, they their holes in the pylon. Oh, bring us your model. Jake had a model I, kit uh, of it, okay, too. I'll get it, but I, I haven't built it yet. It's just a box. Well, I'm going to look at the box. I don't want to see Jake's box. <laughs> uh, I right love, here. I love the Bassard <laughs> collectors. They're, They're amazing. But yeah, no, I mean, it looks like what you would do if you were to reimagine the TOS Enterprise yeah. and, like, update it. They just, they made the the pylons a little sturdier, yeah. they made the neck a little sturdier. It looks like it's not going to fall, like, when Jake builds his model, it'll look like it's not going to fall apart like the other one. They also added the, like, interior blue stripe yeah. to the nacelle, which oh, is... Oh, no, blue Jake. Well, the, well, the, stri- the stripe's supposed to be blue. Yeah. And Jake that's, doesn't like blue. That's like a callback to the, um... You know, because they retroactively, you know, with the with the NX one, they have the interior blue stripe. Because you know, once you get to the you know, like the constitution, constitution, what the fuck is it called? Galaxy yeah, class on the nacelles always have like the glowing blue stripes down the side. Yeah. I don't know what the ambassador class did. I don't yeah, think they she had, did. Don't they, they? The movie also had a didn't the movie ship? Have so it's got those stripes are they that are glow. Or they they, not glow? they it's it's. So the thing is, it's not obvious, but they do glow when they're at warp. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't glow any other time. Otherwise, they're just black. Gotcha. Um, whereas later on, they're just always blue. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think the ship looks really good. It takes yep. elements of the the motion picture ship, like the swooped back nacelles, which mm-hmm. I think look really nice. Much better. Yeah, I like um, that. Yeah, no, I, I think less precarious neck. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the... got the weird little fins that the. You know, original Enterprise nacelles have, which are also sort of suggested in the terrible Kelvin one, but this mm-hmm. one does a better job again. Yeah, I know you've said that you think think the the Bussard collectors still do the little spinny kaleidoscope effect. Pretty sure they do, but it's not it's not the same as the TOS one because I think it's less light orange. I think it's mostly just bright red light. Might be. Maybe. So yeah. you you get less of that swirly swirly effect, yeah. which I miss. Well, I know that the model kit. Comes with motors for Whoa. themselves. Whoa! So. Oh, no, I look forward to you making this model, Jake. Yeah, I even like. I remember, like, I think people mentioned it as an insult, but they've they've referred to the the nacelles with this little cutout and nacelles, nacelle pylons with a little cutout as the potato peelers, and I just mm. I thought that that is an affectionate thing to call them. But yeah, no, I I love this design. They basically took the original Enterprise and fixed the very small flaws with the design, and thus I think created my favorite version of the ship. Mm. All right, so we're going to stop there and right. finish up the rest of the ships that we see throughout the franchise, through all the all the really new Trek, next week, and we'll finish that up then. Oh, God, there's a very upsetting yeah, rumor yeah. going around. Oh, Jake yeah. found a toy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jake uh, found a little... Light. Oh, it lights up. Holy TNP shit. toy. Nice. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I've heard a very upsetting rumor that Picard Season 3 is going to make the Star Trek Online Enterprise F canon. And that is a terrible design. I don't think I've ever seen what it. What happened to the Enterprise E? 
Well, I mean, it's been uh, decades. They, they always have to build a new ship because designers need money. That's true. But it's been a while. You know, it makes sense you build a new one. But yeah, no, if they are going to use, I think it's the Odyssey class. It is hideous. Mm. It's like everything bad about the Galaxy class. Oh, no. Like, you hate that super imposed. It's like everything bad about the Galaxy class, and then they turned it into an intrepid, but also threw in some sovereign elements. It is fucking Ugly. How does it compare to the J? Ooh. The E is just such a good-looking ship. It really is. The E is great. Why would they... Don't mix what's not what's And the thing is, the problem with the Enterprise F is it's designed for Star Trek Online as kind of a hub for an MMO, which... That's fine for an MMO, but this is now a TV show. And the reason I think there's some validity to this concern is that a lot of the stuff we see in um, the, the, the Armada in... Picard season two, a lot of those designs were actually repurposed STO designs. Uh-huh. Like some were new, but some were just like, oh yeah, we've made that ship from Star Trek Online official now. So I'm like, because I figured it's like, oh man, season three, I wonder if they're going to bring either bring back the E or maybe introduce an Enterprise F. And I remember thinking, I just hope it's not the Star Trek Online F, but it might be. And oh, that's an no. ugly fucking ship. This I don't is... know if it's uglier than the J, but I will say it's uglier than the D. This is the wow. beauty of not having any opinions whatsoever about the ships. I can't be upset thinking they might uh, they might introduce that really ugly version of the it Enterprise. So ugly. Yeah. No, they've already got the J. They they can't get worse than that. Uh, we can get worse than that though, because we got <clears throat> we got more stuff for next week. Like I said, we're going to do more ship chat next week. You can check out all this ship chat with all the pictures we've been looking at. Mm-hmm. Some of them may have been tweaked for for sanity's purpose for uploading to the tumblr on our tumblr sshbpodcast.com make sure you're checking them all out there they're a lot of fun to put together and talk about also next week we're going to be covering more the voyager shocking everyone next week is a two-parter year of hell parts one and two we've heard that this is a a thing that's been forecast earlier when we were talking with kess so we get to see what actually happens in the year of hell so that's next week uh, until then, you know, listen up on any other podcasts you like. We're on SoundCloud, Apple, Google, all of them. We're on all of them. Find whichever one's your favorite. Listen to us there. You're so, already listening to us. Just keep using that. You did it already. You won. Uh, you can also win. <laughs> if you call that winning. Hey. <laughs> you can also win by chatting with us on the Facebook and the Twitter. The one good thing you can do on Facebook and Twitter. There's so many bad things you can do on Facebook and Twitter. That is true. Yeah, so definitely keep hanging out with us. Uh, Until then, this has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. Good. And uh, and this is always Chris. Caitlin, you you promised us the Mentos jingle. (laughs) 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 Nothing matter with you. With Mentos fresh and full of life. With Mentos fresh and cool. Yeah. With Mentos fresh and full of life. Fresh goes better. Mentos freshes.